Blog Talk Radio. Good Wednesday morning. Thank you for tuning in to the Love and Light Network. My name is Stephanie, and I am joined by the beautiful... Michelle. Hi, everyone. And uh, it's rainy here for us in South Florida. I don't know about you guys, but we appreciate you tuning in and just taking the time to uh, join us this morning. So how are you doing, Michelle? Good, good. Everything's good. How are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. You know, the last time that we all got together, it was right before the uh, the holiday weekend. And so it seems, even though I think for some it was a long weekend, it seems like it went really quick and it was a short weekend and it was nice. We got to spend time with the family and eat a lot of food. <laughs> and um, I don't know about you, but I'm not fitting in my pants this morning. So <laughs> I definitely know still, I ate a lot of... Still- Getting over Thanksgiving. I am still getting over Thanksgiving. I, at this point, I am definitely done with all the leftovers. Whatever was done, we uh, we tossed and stuff. But more importantly, just spending the quality time with our family and friends and sharing stories and just having our heart space so filled, um, you know, just in order to connect and make that connection. Because throughout the year, we really find ourselves busy. And so these small pockets that we get to be able to spend quality time are just amazing. Yes, I agree. So we have a uh, a nice class this morning. We were sitting down last week uh, after the show and kind of creating the concept for today, and we decided to do a crystal class 101. We get asked a variety of questions all the time, and we actually in our location haven't had a crystal class lately. So I thought it's a great opportunity to be able to kind of go over some things. We have our questions aired right now via Facebook, so if you have any questions while we're live, you can definitely post them, and we'll try to answer them and stuff like that as best as we can. And so one of the questions that I get asked most is, how do you pick a stone? And I always say one or two things. If you come in for something specific, if you have a headache, if you're having problems sleeping, if you're having stress or anxiety, there's go-to stones. But if you are coming in and you feel drawn and you feel led to either research a certain stone or you're attracted to it based on color or texture or what the stone offers, um, that to me is a spiritual connection. And I always, when people come into our store, I always have them walk around. And I will tell you nine out of ten times the stones jump out and when the people read the information that's provided in the different books that we offer – nine out of ten times it hits it on the nail for them. And so it's just a really cool experience to see them come in, seek out something, find it, and then it be exactly what they need. So it's just a cool experience. Michelle, how do you pick out your stones? Well, I like to just look around and see whatever I'm drawn to. I mean, um, I normally don't go with the mindset, like, I'm going to get this particular stone or anything like that. And as a matter of fact, um, I don't really know every single stone. There's a lot of stones that I bump into, and I'm just, like, asking everyone, what is this? <laughs> you know, but um, that's how I like to pick it. I like to look around and see something that I find amazing, and then, you know, I'll kind of, like, play around with it, look at it, put it on the light, you know, try to smell it, as I told you guys last week. <laughs> and um, pretty much that's how I choose it. And then if I don't know what it is, I'll ask someone at the store and look it up, and normally, it's like something that I needed for that moment. So that's pretty cool. 
do you tend to have more of a certain color in your crystal collection, or do you have a variety? I have a variety now, but i got to say that amethyst is the winner at my house. Like, <laughs> I have amethyst everything. <laughs> like, I have earrings. I have a pendant. I have um, a geode. I have a black amethyst that looks like, um, like, like it's from the ocean. Like it looks like a shell or something like that. Like coral, actually. It looks like coral. And um, I have a lot of amethyst. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much amethyst I have. It's my favorite. <laughs> Your black amethyst is absolutely beautiful, and she's right. It looks like an enchanted little underwater uh, escape. It's just so beautiful. Um, so picking crystals is one of the questions we get asked a lot. Something else we get asked about is how do you cleanse your stones? Um, and there are a variety of different methods. I am going to tell you the things that resonate with me. Um, other people may do things differently or have a well, different Well, before, before we go to the cleansing, let me just let everyone know really fast. Like, if you're beginning with stones and you don't really know what to choose and you don't want to use the technique to walk in and see what resonates with you, that's fine because I have a couple of small tips. If you're looking for something for healing, you can get yourself a clear cord. Or if, you, if you're looking something for love, either love for someone else or love for yourself, um, you get rose cords. You know, um, if you're looking for abundance, you can get citrine. If you're like me and you're obsessed with amethyst, then that means you probably you probably need some spirituality in your life. <laughs> um, or, you know, another one is for balance. You can get tiger's eye, intuition, sodalite, or um, for calming, you can get howlite. So those are just a few tips in case, like, you need certain things and you want to get stones for them. Like, those are some tips to follow. Yes. I completely agree. Specifics, when you come in with something as a specific need or when you're looking or you're searching for the stone and you have a specific need, um, the outline of the go-to stones are amazing. And then the next part is what do you do once you get your stone? Um, And it's cleansing. You know, I always explain energy is not good energy. It's not bad. It's just not your own. So when you get a stone, you just want to make it neutral. And like I said, there's a variety of different methods. I practice what resonates with me. You may have intuitionally another method that works for you or something that you enjoy. Um, I tend to use kosher salt or sea salt. You cover the stone for up to 24 hours. Uh, They also recommend you can charge your stones in the sunlight. But I I encourage you to be very careful with this. Sunlight, especially if it is a quartz-based stone like an amethyst, um, a smoky quartz, a rose quartz if it's light enough, the sun can actually pull the color. So I don't recommend necessarily leaving certain colored stones inside of window seals or things like that, especially if the glass isn't treated, because it can pull. You can put the stones out in the full moon. The full moon cycle will definitely cleanse the stones. I like to use sage. It's easy. You light it. Um, you know, you do your cleansing prayer with it. Um, and we also now incorporate sprays. So you have a variety of methods. I know a lot of times people ask me, do I make salt water? And my two with salt water is, A, if your stone possibly is um, a soluble, meaning not a soluble, uh, like a gypsum or something like that that is going to dissolve. Or like, or like um, what's the white, the white one? Selenite. kind of breaks up. A, yes, selenite. It's yes, selenite. So- selenite to gypsum, it will dissolve in the water. The other thing is sometimes your stones, especially if they're not tumbled or if they're not polished, um, not I didn't want to say correctly, but if you 
stones have natural inclusions, and so certain times you have polished lines that have infractions in them, and that could lead water to be there. I'm just not sure. The, the fact of water sitting inside the stone, I rinse. I, I've told people that before. Sometimes when I go to the ocean and I collect some salt water, I will rinse my stones, but I never leave them soaking. Um, but once again, it's completely up to you. You have to do with what resonates for you. I do with what resonates with me. To be very honest, the sage method works for me because I don't have you know to do it for 24 what? hours. There's another, there's another question related to what we're talking about already. Mm-hmm. I know I hear a lot of people always asking um, can your friends touch your stones? You know, um, like, does that make the stone have to get cleaned after? Like, you know, because sometimes your friends come over and they're like, oh, my God, I love your stones. And they're, like, all touching them, playing with them. Like, is that something that is an issue? Like, do you are you supposed to clean it after that? Is that a problem? So it's going to regard to you as well. It's going to be intuition. I have to be very honest. There's a lot of times I were, and I'm not even sure if it's touching the stone or just coming into my, my space because if I'm wearing something long enough for somebody to pick up, that's going to be kind of right around my heart space area and somebody's reaching their hand in to pick it up or sometimes I have crystals, not sometimes, all the time. I have crystals all over my desk um, and people come in and automatically pick them up. It is almost a sense of like, <gasps> And and that was like a catching my breath. I wish you guys would have been able to see the movement I made. It's not – okay, there's a variety of dynamics, and I'm going to give you all of them. If the person comes in and has bad juju, then, you know, once again, energy is not good or bad. It's just not your own. Whereas if a person comes in and they're admiring the piece and so forth – I personally, either way, because once again, energy is not good or bad, I'd still cleanse it. A lot of times, even before I pick up someone's stone or touch their pendant, I ask them, do you mind if I if I touch it? And then, of course, they'll say yes or they'll say no, and I respect that. It's not personal. It's that person within their instinctual right to tell me yes well, or no. What about, what about when you're going through a hard time and you use your crystals to cleanse yourself and for healing purposes, then um, are you having to cleanse the master? Yes, and you need to cleanse them frequently. You know, especially, it's like sage. If you cleanse your home with sage and all of a sudden you've had, let's say, perfect example, the the Thanksgiving weekend, you have more people in your home than normal. Even though the weekend may have been awesome and it was great and all of this stuff, it's still a different frequency of energy, and it's important to come through and just bring it back to a natural state. Same thing with your stones. If they're working in overdrive, overtime, to be able to clear out extra energy that's going through, you need to clean, the, clean them, cleanse them, recharge them, and it's kind of like a car. You're only going to go so far once you run out of gas, and it's the same thing. Not that the stones are going to run out of energy, but because they are um, sensitive to frequency and vibration and energy and all of those things that are combined, you just really want to continue to create a balanced state for your stone. Okay, yes. I mean, those are definitely good questions because people get stones and then, you know, they use them for certain things or whatever, and then they might feel like it's not working or something. And it it might be something as simple as the stone has just been, like, drained with all this negativity. Yes. I agree. You know, and that's why even, too, a lot of people will come in and ask um, whether it's gritting or creating, um, oh, the the word just skipped my mind for a moment, a triad, excuse me, my grandmother calls it a triad, where you put a combination of certain stones together. And people incorporate these stones, whether it's in their office, whether it's in their home, sometimes you can see them, sometimes you can't because the stones are still going to do their amazing energy work, whether they're out of sight or not. And to me, it's kind of almost like, 
I'll give you an example. When you walk by, um, they have these really cool cleansing arches. It's kind of like that. You walk through, and to me, I literally can feel like all the little particles or energy that no longer needs to be with me and the energy between it clearing me. Um, so it's just an awesome it's an awesome way to be able to incorporate. But yes, don't don't be afraid. If you feel comfortable with people touching your stones, allow them to. But if you don't, it's okay to say no too. Exactly. Um and I think one more thing maybe that we should cover is um as far as the stone goes, um like do you have to be in contact with them? Like do they have to be around you? Like People ask me about size all the time. If it's going to be in a large area, you need to have a larger stone. If it's for your own personal carry, then as long as it's within your auric space, which goes out as far as your hand in any direction, then you'll be okay. Perfect. So So, I think that wraps it up for us today, everyone. Yes, I mean, there's so many other things that we'll cover and stuff and go over next week, but what a uh, a great Wednesday morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Yes, I hope everyone has a lovely day. Love and light to all. Yes, love and light to everyone and have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Bye.